Hello, I'm Jody, and I'm a mama on a mission to encourage parents to take their power back. I know from personal experience how your gut is leading you in one direction, while the world is telling you that you are going the wrong way. You are convinced that you are the crazy one for believing hope is alive and healing is possible. You are manipulated to believe that you are not capable or smart enough to make life-altering decisions for your baby. I've stood in those doctor's offices. I've even been kicked out of plenty of them. Welcome, friends, to a space where you are allowed to ask questions and you are allowed to step into your power as the mama bear that has always been within you. You are not the crazy one. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Freedom Cast. I've got A.A. Ron with me today. Hello. Because, uh, yeah, we're going to be getting into some facts over the Second Amendment in light of the extremely tragic um, school shooting that occurred in Texas yesterday. So here's the thing. This is this is not an easy topic by any means because, of course, there is a lot of emotion attached to it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think... Anyone, unless unless somebody has a direct personal experience, can really know what it's like to be in a parent's shoes when something of this horrific nature happens. Right. No, I, I would agree. I, but I think most important is it's anytime there's a loss of life, and it doesn't mean at the hands of a gun, it's always tragic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you have to separate the event and your emotions and get down to, you know, what are the root causes? Mm-hmm. And what are the facts? What, what, are, the facts? what are the things that that uh, people that in in general humanity, but but especially I would say the political narrative mm-hmm. doesn't want to talk about because right. then it points to the facts instead of agendas. Right. So th- this is tragic. There's no there's no way around it. My my heart is aching for those families just as much as anyone else's. Well, did you see how political... How quickly. How quickly. Schumer, <laughs> within two hours, yes. has already proposed legislation on... Which happens with every every and, shooting. Yeah, well, actually, it happened right after the leak of Roe Wade. Schumer came out and tried to pass the Women's Act. Right, which obviously was, was shut, down. Uh, shut down very quickly. Right. But, so, you know, here's the thing is... is First, of course, we need to recognize that this is a tragedy. We are allowed to feel those feelings. Yeah. We're allowed to have our heart ache. We we should absolutely 100% be um, thinking about those families and those innocent children. But it's also important to look at the facts. Right. It's also important to understand these things that both political parties don't want people to understand because they each individually have their own right. agendas set before them they're setting before right well i think that i think um you know and i've already seen it now pop up the hashtag texas strong and you know people uh, you know typically want to i guess maybe i don't want to say identify with it but want Mm -hmm. them to know that they're thinking about yeah i mean the thing is is you know we live in we live in an age Let's recognize we live in an age of social media right. of, you know, this is a way that, that, and I, and I will give, I, I will say that there is certainly a, a segment of the population that puts those banners on their social media because they, maybe they don't really know what else to do. Maybe they're not really sure what else to do, but this is an, another reason why we talk about these things right. because it's one thing to put a, a banner on your social media that you support something, but there's more to that. Mm-hmm. There's more to be done. And I'm not, talk- and by the way, I'm not talking about, oh, we need gun control because we're going to get into that, right? right? We're going to get into the facts of that. But but what I'm talking about more specifically is, and we'll get to this maybe towards the end of the episode today, because we're going to be talking about not just the facts about the Second Amendment and what really is occurring and the history and, and the things that we need to understand and know to look at things with some sort of emotional neutrality. It doesn't mean we we don't have emotions and we don't mm-hmm. feel the feelings, but when you get when you allow yourself to get caught up in that narrative mm-hmm. is when we are not 
actually thinking rationally. So that plus mental health, we're going to get into. um, But, but when we talk about action, it's not giving your power away to the government, thinking the government's going to save you. It's understanding all of the things surrounding this so that you can see exactly what you can do. Right. So, and right now everybody's speaking out of emotion. You have Rob Reiner, Oh, Rob Reiner. Always, who, always coming out with that. He, he's the one that when Trump got elected, he was going to move to Canada, but he I, was still here. Shoot, he didn't apparently. No. <laughs> None um, of them ever he, actually you know, do that. So now the blood is on the Republican Party for this. You have Michael Moore, you know, the left loon film director, who now wants to amend or repeal the Second Amendment. Not going to happen. You know, understand – the last time we've actually amended an amendment was prohibition. Yeah. So let's get into the facts so, because I think this is important. So I'm going to first start right. out with, cause this is, you know, Aaron's love and expertise of history and we need to understand right. factual history because okay. here's the other thing, parents, I'm speaking to you out there is your child is not being taught actual history, mm-hmm. especially if they are in a government school, Right unless you've vetted everything that they're being taught and everything that that teacher is saying. And yes, this can happen in private schools too, Yep. but they're not being taught the facts. Instead, they're listening to the talking heads on the news or Twitter or social media or all these things. So I'm going to start first with this quote by Thomas Jefferson, laws that forbid the carrying of arms disarm only those who are neither inclined nor determined to commit crimes. Such laws make things worse for the assaulted and better for the assailants. They serve rather to encourage than to prevent homicides. For an unarmed man may be attacked with greater confidence than an armed man. Yep. So let's get into the Second Amendment real quick. What do you want to share about that? Maybe some history, well, the the real purpose behind well, it, how it well, if you think about it, number one is, what does the Second Amendment actually say? And that is, quote, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, you know, if you think about it, put it into context, it was written by James Madison, to allow the creation of civilian forces that can counteract a tyrannical federal government. Mm-hmm. Anti-federalists... Oh, look where we've been the last two years. <laughs> ...believe that a centralized standing army or standing military established by the Constitutional Convention gave the federal government too much power and potential for violent oppression. Okay? So they looked at it and said... Each individual state should have the right, those citizens, to form a militia and right to bear arms, keep mm-hmm. and bear arms. Okay. So that's sort of like the foundation for why we have the second amendment. Well, it, and so we have to look at the foundation, right? Like this was, this was, this is the second, this is like the number two most important thing written. First, it's free speech, <laughs> like Press, free religion, like speech, you have assembly. your freedoms. Right. Mm-hmm. This was second mm-hmm. because what happens if they don't give you the first? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, and and look at at why. Why did they make that the second thing in the Constitution? Mm-hmm. Where were they coming from? Right. What countries were they coming from? Well, they're coming from England. Right. And from a, you know, a government that was very uh, tyrannical, that imposed severe taxes upon the colonies. And uh, did not have representation Mm -hmm. within parliament. And that was one of the fundamental reasons why we declared our independence. And now if you look at even, you know, we have 50 sovereign states. So we kind of talked about this in our other episode, I think, with uh, Roe v. Wade. So make sure you guys go listen to that episode, too. But you have 50 sovereign states. Mm -hmm. You know, the way the United States of America is formed and created is not lost on me on any day, especially in the last couple years of what we've seen and exactly what they knew could potentially happen. They weren't fortune tellers, 
but they were learning Mm -hmm. from their experiences and granted no country is perfect. And even the United States of America is not a perfect country, but you have 50 sovereign entities that make up the United States of America. Mm -hmm. So we have to also make sure that we're taking a step back. And and this is what we talked about with um, some of the Roe v. Wade stuff is um, that the political narrative is going to get you into emotion. The political narrative is going to get you into, into false things that they are perpetuating to get you all riled up to think but on both sides, by the way, right. riling up the pro Second Amendment people, mm-hmm. thinking they're going to come and take their guns away, right? And riling up the anti-gun population or people who are supposedly anti-gun and want all guns taken away, to get them to believe and perpetuate this narrative of repealing the Second Amendment. Right. The likelihood of that happening is <laughs> zero. <laughs> and explain because, why. Well, I think ultimately it's. The thing about it is, is you're going to have government come in and try to take by force, uh, you know, people's right to bear arms. And I don't think many people that have guns are going to voluntarily just give up their guns. There's a reason why you have guns for here's here's three reasons. Number one, for sport. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, yeah, hunting. Second one is hunting. Guess guess how they got their food exactly back back, back in the day and how many people still get their food today exactly and then i think the last one which is the most important one which the supreme court has sort of added to the second amendment is the right to self-defense within the home and that's the reason why in various states throughout this country you have you know make my day laws uh, uh castle castle laws uh, you know, stand your ground laws, so to speak, mm-hmm. is because they feel that that encompasses the Second Amendment. So here where we live in our state, we have make make my day laws, which basically protects the individual within the home. If somebody were to break in, that that person can use lethal force if necessary. So now the other side of that is states like California that have removed many gun rights. And now again, remember, this is a state issue. Right. Much of this is a state issue. It's 50 sovereign states, which is the way the Constitution is supposed to work. And then the flip side of that is you have states like California that make it extremely difficult for self-defense. Well, they, they make it difficult to buy guns because here's the thing. They cannot deny a person within the state from owning a gun because of the second amendment because of the second amendment but they make it very hard so in the case of california if you want to buy a firearm it's a 10-day waiting list okay 10-day waiting period for your background check then you have another 10 days for your ammunition where we live our background check on my last firearm i think it was two hours i can still just go and buy ammunition and then likewise, in our state, you can buy ammunition and cross and have it shipped in across state lines. Mm-hmm. In California, you cannot do that. Right. Okay. Because it's against state law, not federal law. Okay. Um, each state, you know, has its own, um, for example, in where we live, we can carry a gun in our car mm-hmm. because it's considered an extension of our home. Right. So with this entire conversation, and anytime there's a school shooting or a a church shooting, Mm -hmm. this always, you know, again, it's like vultures, like vultures, like, oh, this is my opportunity now to perpetuate this Mm -hmm. anti-gun narrative. And we're going to, you know, we need to repeal the Second Amendment and all this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. There really, there is, I mean, the truth of it is, is there is a push to try to do that through several of these unknown laws that get right. passed. So maybe talk through some of that. There's the red flag. Okay. There's, you know, this, this so-called assault by weapons. By the way, guys, assault, assault weapons, weapons don't actually exist. That's the terminology they use right. to try to scare you. Right. To try to get you to believe their narrative. Right. Well, in the case of red flag laws, so what red flag laws are, 
is that an individual can go to the government, i.e. local law enforcement, and say, you know what, my neighbor who flies a lot of, you know, say, political flags. Um, they fly a flag I don't like. Even, <laughs> yeah. And he's, uh, let's just say he's not mentally stable, in my opinion. In your opinion. That's a key. In your subjective opinion. In, in my subjective opinion. Um, I'm going to report him to the local law enforcement. Local law enforcement then comes in. They have the power then to basically perform a search and seizure of the guns. And then that person's not arrested because that person's never committed a crime. Mm -hmm. But that person now is considered guilty under the law without being innocent Mm -hmm. and has to prove within one year to a judge and a psychologist or a psychiatrist. And what if that psychiatrist is anti-gun? Bingo. So where we live, our county, our sheriff, and our local police chief has basically told our governor to go pound sand, that they will not enforce this red flag law. Whereas the next county north, that that sheriff has said, yes, we're going to enforce the red flag law. So it's very controversial because- Well, and that goes into a whole other conversation, by the way. How do you determine- If somebody's mentally stable or not and owning a firearm. But just a side note too, this is why y'all need to also understand that your sheriff should be a constitutional sheriff and your sheriff is actually more powerful than your governor. So No, I mean, according to how everything is laid out, your sheriff has more power than your governor. Well, in this case- And that's the way it's supposed to be. In this case, I mean, even during the scandemic, our sheriff is like, we're never going to enforce this mask issue. Because we got other things to deal with. Which and, is why and- I happily went into businesses and said, okay, go for it. Call the police. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. But now let's unpack really quick okay. too what people need to understand about universal background checks and how, how the federal government is trying to get their hands on things. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, your state has the right and the ability, i.e. states like Florida, States like, I mean, a lot of Southern states, but some Northern states too, Arizona that say, we're not doing that. Right. You're not going to track our citizens in our state with this so-called universal background check. Well, in the case of California, they wanted to go so far as to put tracing numbers on ammunition. And by doing that, it would then link back the person who purchased the ammunition, which I feel is an infringement on somebody's right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's taken it one step further because you almost go into what the Third Amendment, and that is the of quartering of troops. Well, you're going to say, well, that doesn't have anything to do with quartering troops. Actually, it does when you allow, in this case, your ammunition to be monitored by the federal government, you bring it into the house, mm-hmm. you're actually bringing the federal government into your house or mm-hmm. your state government, which again, the some federal- people, some people want that. I right. say no, I say no. <laughs> but I think also when you look at these tragedies, which there are, take a step back, take the emotion out of it. These are isolated incidents. And, and yes. even though Mass shootings like this um, stir our attention, our emotions. You're also, people are also blinded to what's happening in the inner cities that have more uh, homicides. Chicago, Lori Lightfoot. Have more shootings. And matter of fact. And they're illegal guns. So, so ne- this weekend, you know, starting Friday and going into now, it's going to be Tuesday because it's Memorial Day weekend. How many shootings are taking place in places like Chicago? Um, Chicago is a bloodbath. Right. And Nobody's nobody co- nobody seems to want to, to hold Lori Lightfoot accountable. No, no for that. because it doesn't fit the narrative. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. And in this case, the narrative is really obscured because of the fact that the person's not white. Oh, oh yes. Supposedly. Yes. Now again, I I have not fact checked this myself, like with actual fact checking. Um, supposedly he is an illegal alien. Well, no, he's not because he oh, purchases he his gun legally. So he, per- he, he must be a U.S. citizen, okay. 18. But still, not the so-called white supremacist. No. And he is, He's a minority. has a lot of confusion in him. We'll get to that in a second. Oh, well, but, yeah, I mean, if you think about all these 
mass shootings. And I, and I just spoke to a reliable source that spent 34 years in law enforcement. He said, there's a couple factors why you have this. Number one is there's a mental illness. No doubt. Mental, mental illness, illness is the overarching umbrella okay. of all of this. Number guys. two, nobody paid attention to the warning signs because in most cases of these mass shootings, even the one that took place at the church in Irvine, there are warning signs that people don't want to address. They don't want to admit it. They don't want to see it. They don't want to look at it. They don't want to, because then that means that they have to see right. the corruption in mm -hmm. the entire mental health medical then, industrial complex. Right. And then third of all, and everyone's just so absorbed in their own right. little world, including and, parents and, yeah. Oh, of, yeah. of and, and I mean, some I of these boys right. who are doing this. Right. Um, well, they're reenacting, in this case, their fantasies that they see on TV, mm -hmm. play on a video games, things like that. Well, you know, if you go to, well, first of all, let's just say this, which is, number one, um, people do need to understand that there is a lot of trickery going on in terms oh, yeah. of the Second Amendment, the background checks, the universal, the like hand in your gun, the confiscate the gun, we're going to mm -hmm. buy back the gun, like all this stuff, right? Right needing to understand and go back to the facts and the truth of what is laid out in the constitution and why it is protected the way it is and why you have 50 sovereign states that ultimately hold more power than, than the federal government. Right. Okay. So we have to understand that. Now, if you look at, because you kind of brought up the uh, conversation of, you know, fantasies and reenacting right. things, and you, you can point a lot of this back to Columbine being one of the first oh, yeah. mass school shootings in mm -hmm. 1999, I believe mm -hmm. it was. And they're, they're, although, the, although this school shooting doesn't fit the narrative that the media wants of the white right. supremacist you know, male, right. the facts remain that that was a turning point in what we've seen occur. Mm -hmm. And again, as you mentioned, the overarching umbrella of mental illness well, and mm -hmm. nobody wanting to dig deeper into why are so many children on antidepressants? What is the fallout of so many children on antidepressants? Right. What is the fallout of these toxins and these chemicals and these things that are all around well, us? Right. Well, the, not only you have the mental issue, but you also have the societal breakdown. And this is what the other, this is what the law enforcement um, officer said to me when we were talking this morning. And that is, it's the breakdown of the family. He said, and this might come across sexist, but uh, this person's- Oh, honey, you don't care if it comes across no. sexist. He you said, care less. He said, <laughs> in the 1970s, women were told that they don't need male figures to help raise yep. young boys in the home. And that throughout the 1980s, where we had those mass- murderers, you know, like, um, remember, uh, Richard Ramirez, night soccer, mm -hmm. who actually killed somebody in where we previously lived in California, mm. not too far mm -hmm. because they were killing them with knives and things like that. And everybody's like, Oh, okay. It's a knife. It's not a gun. So uh, whatever. Yeah. Um, now that guns have replaced knives, it, it has changed the, the scope and the narrative. Well, and, and it, again, that shifted and really changed with Columbine. Oh Yeah. So in terms of male boys, male boys who are mentally unstable, stable, period. And they, they, they're unstable because they're either on medications. They come from a, in this case, uh, families that are maybe just parents broke, are not broken families, broken families, yeah. or they come from great families where unfortunately the parents are not involved. Well, see, that's just it. Cause somebody will immediately turn the narrative around on you. Cause remember guys, you're going to get gaslighted in right. every turn. Right. Okay. I've already been gaslighted today more than I can even say just on one post on Facebook about this. <laughs> so well, you're, you're going to have everything turned back around and, and you're going to be gaslighted because then the, the, the next person is going to say, Oh, well, these people, these kids, these boys, and by the way, it's a, it's like a overwhelming majority of boys, right? Not girls doing this, no boys, um, that have been demasculinated mm -hmm. for years by culture. Oh yeah, by TV, by media, by society, 
confusion all over the place. You guys know what I'm talking about. Okay. So this is, uh, this is a epidemic yeah. that nobody wants to talk about because then it points to exactly what was done on purpose mm -hmm. through the media and through the cultural narrative. Right. To, oh, to, oh yeah. to this gen, to generations of boys. Oh, right. Yeah. But, but again, you know, you, you look at, you look at this, um, this topic and it's going to get turned around on you where they're going to go, Oh, well, they also come from good families too. Right. Yeah. You know, what? which means sure. Good, good families exist. It doesn't mean that 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 child also isn't watching inappropriate things mm -hmm. on their iPad or their iPhone right. or right. seeing things on social media or getting ideas or guess what? There's a lot of kids from good families that are on antidepressants yep. starting at age five. Yeah. What do we think that's going to do? Yeah, I, I understand that. I mean, I just look at this and what gets me upset in addition to the tragedy is just how quickly everybody jumps on a narrative. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's the biggest hypocrites are those, believe it or not, on the left in, in Hollywood and media. You know, give me an example, uh, Alec Baldwin. Oh, you mean, okay. you mean the one that shot someone with a gun? Right. Uh -huh. um, you know, here he is saying guns are wrong and immoral, but then produces a movie in which he's shooting a gun and expects us to pay eight fifty to go see it. So he's actually capitalizing off of the use of a gun. Well, it's all hypocritical. It's the all... entire Hollywood industry is right. one big ball of hypocrites. Right. And so because they they are well, there's several reasons. Number one is they're afraid to lose their career. Right. They are blackmailed. Mm -hmm. They have to do certain things to to reach the highest echelons of Hollywood. I mean, you could go into the whole well, it, satanic stuff too, but the fact it, of the matter is they're just a big ball of hypocrites. Right. And very few will actually speak well, out the for only, truth, and then they get canceled by Hollywood. Well, they're already canceled. Uh, John Boyd and James Wood. Oh, I love James Wood. Uh, I like John, John Boyd. And him too, yeah. Um, Kirk Cameron. Kirk Cameron. Yeah. I mean, from a faith perspective, right. but, um, okay. So let's, let's go back real quick to, um, even this conversation because you, you brought up prohibition, which I mm -hmm. thought was, because the thing is, is we can look at history mm -hmm. and go, did banning something actually work? No, because if you think about it in prohibition, prohibition came about as a progressive amendment. And it was really pushed from the hard right, the religious right. So interesting, isn't that? And because they felt that, and again, and, and again, their arguments have some weight. Number one is this. Um, with the increase of alcohol and alcoholism, there's this, this, uh, domestic this, um, you know, physical violence. Even back in the early 1900s. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, sounds right. Number two, they felt that because of the use and consumption of alcohol, we reduce work production in the factories. Okay, yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't be, you know, you can't be snookered and operate a forklift. <laughs> snookered? Snookered or schlipped. With moonshine? <laughs> no, this is before moonshine. <laughs> so there's a, you know, there's a lot of moral and ethical factors. And ironically, you know, Woodrow Wilson, who was a progressive, is like, yeah, you know, I'm all for that. He got the states to ratify the amendment. Now, with that, and it was under the what they call the Volstead Act, and it put the Treasury Department, United States Treasury, to enforce this federal law, which made it illegal to produce. So it weaponized the government, right. is what you're saying. So it 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 prohibited hmm. the manufacturing and sale and distribution of alcohol. Now, it did not prohibit alcohol privately. So for mm -hmm. example, uh, you, you could not prohibit ritual wine during this time period for Catholics because that's part of their mm -hmm. First Amendment right mm -hmm. of their religion. Now, fast forward to the 1930s, it was repealed okay, by another amendment under Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Mm -hmm who felt that this law was really, a, it was pointless. Now, what because is you're not going to stop it. You're not going to stop it. So during the time of prohibition, you had everything go underground, the black market, 
Okay, that's what exactly what will happen with guns. Exactly, it's it's already there. The black market is already there for guns. But but here's the you know the the problem with the left, and some of you guys may be on the left, and you're entitled to your opinion. Why are you addressing the criminals? Why are you trying to take the guns away from the criminals instead of the law-abiding citizens? I have guns. Okay, Mm -hmm. I'm a law-abiding citizen. I'm responsible with my guns. But why do you feel that because of a tragedy that you now have to enforce your views, your beliefs upon me as a law-abiding it's citizen? It's the same reason, honey, that you have to wear a mask and get vaccinated for me. That's why. It's the same logic and reasoning. Well, there's no because, logic. Right. That's just it. There isn't logic or reasoning it, it, because it's not looking at the facts. Right, okay, well, so the facts state that, I mean, first of all, as you already said, trying to repeal the second amendment number one it's not going to happen it's not going to happen happen, guys they're going to keep pushing you need three-fourths of the states it's not going to happen okay Okay. so (laughs) if you have 50 states what's three-fourths of the states? exactly it's just not gonna happen so stop falling for the narrative what they will do however is they will continually try to push federal universal things but then you have to remember Go back to your state. Why do I say fix your state all the time? And if you don't, if you think your state is unfixable, i.e. if you're in California, let's say, or you're in New York, whatever, then leave your state and go to another state that aligns with your values and beliefs. That's your right and your freedom. Yeah, get up and move. Get up and move then or fix your state. Well, in this case, California, what has come out was that in this case, this is a positive for those who do own guns. Is that you know the clip, the magazine mm-hmm. clip? California has said you cannot have more than ten rounds in a clip. Well, the the federal government has come in. In this case, it's like the the Sixth Circuit. If I'm, I, I know it's one of the circuit uh, courts, the federal circuit courts. That, they basically came in and said, said nope, sorry, unconstitutional. Nope, unconstitutional. Yeah. And I mean, so that is a positive for California, for those who do own guns in California. For sure, for sure. And so, again, number one, okay, law-abiding citizens, law-abiding citizens use guns 2.5 million times a year to defend themselves. Did you know that? Yeah. 2.5 million times a year to defend themselves against an attacker Right. in which... They would otherwise not have any defense. Correct. Okay, so number one, that's like more than 80 times than, than a gun that is used for a random shooting. And let's, okay. let's make another point. Guns don't kill people. Ah, people, people who kill people. Hang on. People who fire a gun kill people. 100%. You cannot, I'm just going to make You cannot, this. as a gun owner, <laughs> you cannot discharge your weapon unless there's a finger on the trigger. Correct. And you cannot, my friends, you cannot legislate away evil. We will never, ever be able to legislate away evil people. But that's what the progressive and the left wants you to think can happen. What you have to remember is the minute... And did we not learn anything in the last two years? The minute you give that away to the government, you are now a slave to the government to protect you. Ask you Australia. have zero protections. Look at Australia. Look at guns. Canada. Look at Venezuela. Look at Europe in general. Okay. You look at some of the worst areas of control in the last two years. China, they have no guns. Their people are not armed, which means there is not a healthy fear of the people from the government right you have to have that well in the case of australia they gave up their guns in the mid 90s i mean that's exact okay so that is exactly when you listen to beto o'rourke whatever his name is beto oh that guy's when you when you listen to these politicians saying oh we don't want to take away the second amendment no we're not going to take it away we are going to ask that people voluntarily give up their guns you need to learn from australia right and, no, and you shouldn't voluntarily give up your guns. You shouldn't voluntarily give up anything. No. <laughs> that is your right. That is right. your divine, God-given right in the Constitution. So another thing is 200,000 times a year, women use a weapon, like a gun, actually a gun, 
to fight off a sexual attacker. Yeah. 200,000 times a year. Of which they would not be able to do so. Right. And then you put that next to a school shooting, which is tragic and horrific, but they are not the same thing. No, they're not. They're not. And again, in, in a week from now, once all the emotions have subsided, this tragedy, unfortunately, uh, will become yesterday's news. And, you know, do as a gun owner do and a former teacher, do I believe in this day and age, should teachers or law enforcement okay, be, be, pres- hang on, be present on a school campus? Yeah, I want to okay. I want to talk about that. Okay, okay. Because you go back to 1990 with the Safe School Act or whatever it was called. It was the uh, the Safe uh, Gun Free Zone Act. Right. Mm-hmm. Which was basically taking away any firearms mm-hmm. in a school. Okay. Now, right. now again, the idea behind that, sure. People could be like, Oh yeah, sure. I don't want my, I don't want there to be a gun in the school and have something accidentally happen or whatever. Right. It's liability, liability, issue. whatever. But that was, that was very pivotal. And then you look at how even in California, safety officers have been removed from schools because they're quote unquote intimidating. You can't break up a fight as a teacher. Because of liability. Oh yeah. Okay. It's, so it's a, yeah, it's a liability. Part of this, and I want I want you to speak to this because mm-hmm. uh, obviously you are a teacher. Is what would happen and change if teachers were armed? Well, I think if teachers were armed, you're probably going to have a little bit better class discipline. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. Because the students realize you're not going to threaten them with a gun. <laughs> no, but, but you know there would be a but. But, but there's, there's a, a healthy level of, oh, I'm not going to go into this school well, and shoot. Right. Because what if they have a gun? Right. I think, but I think the problem is, is not teachers owning a firearm on campus. Mm-hmm. I think it, I think the the one aspect is, is the liability issue goes out the roof. I mean, the, you know, in terms of insurance, things like that, la, 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 and the list can go on and on mm-hmm. and on. I think ultimately, though, it goes back to the house and the breakdown of the family structure. Mm. You know, men, husbands don't parent because women, some women, are overbearing that they want to raise their son in a less masculine I mean, that's their choice, but it's a problem, guys. It's a problem. I mean, meaning just the entire demasculinization of boys. Right. Right, which is which is almost going to be like ninety percent of what you see on TV and right. in movies today. Oh, don't even go there. I mean, Disney, all of these things, just like right. this dumbing down and this well, gender neutrality. It, well, it, I mean, it, 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 so going back to your original question, should teachers have firearms? My answer is, if the teacher has done the res- the res- responsible steps okay through the school district because this is now a public issue not a private issue it's different it you know let's say the teacher goes and buys a hunting rifle to hunt that's separate this now falls under a district policy they go through the necessary background check go through the firearm safety course and maybe completes 20 hours of shooting so you know this is um i'm a huge proponent by the way of well, first of all, I'm a huge proponent of getting your children out of government schools, but that's a whole other topic. In schools themselves, though, expand protection in our schools. Right. Expand them in houses of worship, in churches, in communities. You guys, the, the, the minute they take it away, you have nothing. Oh, yeah. And we have gone now so far over here with... um with you know and you can again point to that pivotal moment with columbine Mm -hmm. of how this has not worked this has not worked to leave schools vulnerable gun free whatever you want to call it out of so-called safety Mm -hmm. it doesn't work no it doesn't work and the the flip side to that is you know at least the schools the district that we are that we live in you carry a firearm, you automatically go to jail for five years. That's how it's mm-hmm. just point blank. They have mm-hmm. a sign posted. <laughs> you, you you show up on school campus with a firearm, minimum five years. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, and each school, each public school has armed security um, through the local county sheriff, mm-hmm. not the local police department because it's not a, uh, it's a, it's a county issue. Um, but here's another thing that some people always will argue. Well, we don't have militias anymore. So why is the second amendment relevant? <laughs> but here's the thing. Modern militias are most commonly known as state defense forces or SDFs. As of 2010, 23 states and territories maintain their own SDFs, unlike the federal government, such as the National Guard. SDFs are under the sole jurisdiction of the state or territorial governments and cannot be commanded by the federal government. So each state you quintessentially has its own National Guard. Mm-hmm. And the purpose of that is to provide assistance, aid, put down in any type of quote insurrection within wow. the and, state. You know, you look at you look at even the times where like DeSantis has said, "No, you're not using my state militia mm-hmm. for this sleepy right. Joe." Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the power of the state. Exactly, and that falls back under the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. So this is interesting. This is from a um, Cuban prisoner. That was a Cuban prisoner for 22 years. His mm-hmm. name was Armando Valladares. I'm going to butcher that. Um, sometimes your freedom is not taken away at gunpoint, but instead it is done one piece of paper at a time, one seemingly meaningless rule at a time, one small silencing at a time. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about the silencing part is the whole entire council culture and the disinformation board that's now disinformationed. <laughs> That lasted a long time. That lasted, (laughs) the running joke is that that lasted shorter than the CNN Plus. (laughs) So True. true. Um, I mean. So it's just, it is, it's, it's these little things. And so we, I, I really, I really just think this is, you guys, we've had so much opportunity to learn in the last couple of years. We've had so much opportunity to wake up and you know what? There are going to be people in your life. There's going to be family, friends that will not wake up. That is not your problem. Your responsibility is to you and your family. Mm-hmm. That is it. That is not your problem if they are not ready to wake up and see the deeper narratives here and to see the lessons that that everyone had equal opportunity to learn in the last right. two years. And yet there are still children with freaking masks on and I want to just puke. Right. I mean, this was an opportunity to learn and there's going to be people who don't. And that's fine. Because they live out of the state of fear. But we need to go back to the facts. Right. The masks didn't work. We need to go back to the facts for all of these issues. Right. This is just another one, this whole gun that's been going on forever. Right. It's been going on forever that they've been trying to do this. And it's a totally different narrative if Trump was in office or Republicans were in office than if Biden's in office and vice versa and all the things. Under Trump, people people forget under Trump. He had the largest mass shooting in Las Vegas. True. Okay. And again, you know, you you have people, universal background checks, this check, that check, that check. Understand it's not going to happen because law-abiding citizens will refuse to voluntarily give up their guns. It's not going to happen. You know, um, now, are there some restrictions? Yes, there are both state and federal laws when it comes to guns that you can't alter a gun. You mm-hmm. like, let's say on a, a shotgun, you cannot um, cut, reduce the size of the barrel. I have a gun that is illegal to shoot in two states, but it's not illegal to possess because you cannot deny that person the right to bear arms. I was going to say, don't out yourself here because there might be a knock at the door. I don't know what you're going to say. No, I mean. <laughs> um, anyways, but I think we also need to talk about um, the other piece of this, okay, is is the mental health piece. The mental health, yes. Is the, the big pharma piece. The, you know, what really can we look at in terms of an underlying root cause that, again, not many people want to talk about because it means taking personal responsibility. It means looking at these very unpleasant things Mm -hmm. that life is full of unpleasant things. Life is not meant to be easy. We are not in the Garden of Eden. 
One day we will be, but we are not here. Mm -hmm. And the fact of the matter is, is we have got to look at these factors at play in terms of overall mental illness and mental health. And, you know, ironically, I think, I think this month is mental health month. I can't remember because I'm seeing stuff all over on people's social media. Like, you know, they're putting all the frames up, right? But here, here's the problem I have with the mental health topic. Okay. Number one is there is a, a huge narrative of, well, it's genetic, it's biologic. There's nothing you can do about it. Okay, I have a huge problem with that. I so do I. Because it's the same thing that you tell me that my child is born with autism. Nope, not going to buy it. Right. Children aren't born with that. Nope, 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 nope. Right. Well, well, it's a it's a skate. It's an escape route. It's a deflection. It's not wanting to take personal responsibility. Are there now? I will say this: is are there some legitimately mentally unstable people? Yes, absolutely. There are the in the psych wards, like there's, there are the legitimate, like sometimes you don't even know why or can't pinpoint the root cause, but that is such a small segment of the population. Mm -hmm. What we are seeing now is a mental health crisis that has been created by big pharma. Oh yeah. That has been created by social media that has been created by TV and technology and movies and Hollywood. So oh, yeah. do not mistake the two. Oh no. They yeah. are not the same. And what what many people want to try to pull you into is to say, well, it's not their fault. It's biologic. Well, it's genetic. No, it's not biological. I mean, here's the problem is Well, you, very you, few are. Small, let's say small percent. With regards to the vast majority, it's take this pill to get you up. Take this pill to get you down. Um, now with that coupled with, now you're being told that n- you may have a gender issue. You may have this issue and that. So a lot of it is it's forced from the outside. Yeah, it's cultural. It's, 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 it's what, it, and it, it's by design and on purpose. Right. And we cannot sit back and ignore that. And, you know, and speaking from a parent's perspective, We've had moments with our children, very hard moments of navigating the world, mm-hmm. very hard moments of navigating peer relationships and having some very tough conversations that involved a heck of a lot of tears and me sitting there going, did I do something wrong? Did we, did we do something wrong? It, it, it you know, and worrying because then it's very easy to allow these stories right. to get in your head. And go, oh my gosh, what if, what if, what if, what if, what right. if? Well, You've got to root back into truth. Well, the thing about it is parents that are listening, you're a parent, not their friend. And I say that to our boys all the time because they're like, dad, you're so tough. Or you're this or that. I'm like, I'm not your friend. We are raising men, men. in this house. Right. And we <laughs> had it. You know, we did have a conversation today on a very specific topic. And I told them. That whatever somebody tells you, if it goes against your moral, ethical, and religious beliefs, then it's wrong. And that you do not have to accept it as truth. Right. You can still be loving. You can still be, you know, a kind human being. Oh, yeah. You can be kind. Nobody nobody is advocating for anything that is hateful, hurtful, or anything like that. But but that's where they want to get you. They want to confuse you enough that if you stand for moral truth, you're somehow hateful now. Oh, well, I know. Right. So this, this overall topic of mental health, you know, again, looking at the data, look at the facts and the data is that in almost every mass shooting, number one, in almost everyone, they're a male. It's a white male. Except for this one and others, but yes, and that totally screwed with their narrative. Oh, yeah, because Um, if it was a white male right now, guess what? Yes, Um, that they are on antidepressants or some psychotic med with a black box warning, and that warning is may cause homicidal or suicidal thoughts. Okay, Mm -hmm. These are black box warnings that children as young as five and sometimes younger are being administered by doctors who should have a freaking conscience. Right. 
who should have a moral compass to not do that, mm -hmm. to instead look at what are the root causes here? Mm -hmm. Okay. What are they being exposed to in terms of toxins in their home, in their food, in this incredibly, horrifically huge vaccination schedule that children receive now? When you and I were kids, we had maybe four, maybe five from birth to age 18, if we even had that, because you didn't go to a well check like you do now, like it's some some ritual, I, I got three like some religious ritual. Got to go to my well check. Got to go to my well check. Can't I, be late. They're going to call me. Can't be late. Right. I'm going to get scolded. I got three shots and my, and my last shot was in 1977 and my next shot was not until 1994. Right. So now you have a schedule of over 89, right. nearing 100 vaccines from birth to age five. Mm -hmm. How do we not think that that's not affecting our children? It is affecting that, what they see on TV, what they- It is everything, you guys. It the is everything. You are injecting, not you, because I'm sure whoever's listening to this probably isn't doing this, but people are being duped every day in that pediatrician's office to inject their child with aborted fetal DNA cells. You have no idea where that came, what gender that was. Right. You have no idea. Okay. Or the quality source or let alone it's an aborted fetus, right? It's like aborted baby. You are putting something else in your body that right. is not yours. <laughs> that is you. not designed for you. Formaldehyde, polysorbate 80, mercury in some of them, aluminum in almost all of them. That is a neurological brain. Like it, it, it's a, it's a poison to the right. brain. So you have massive, massive, massive vaccine schedule. You have glyphosate in food. You have poor eating habits. You have overall poor mental health from technology from social media, mm -hmm. from Hollywood. Oh, well, I mean, it shows you how technology, and again, I, we've sort of gone off from the Second Amendment, but technology can be so controlling that it becomes an obsession, that it really will dictate your daily routine in life. Yeah. I mean, I can speak and, to that. There's and, time. I'm human. There's times I mean, where well, I let it ruin my days, what somebody says. And I'm like, why the heck did I do that? And then you got to live with it. Uh, I got to bear with it. <laughs> I, I, I mean, and for those people that are going to go, and this is just me speaking and not necessarily. Um, if you're going to put hashtag, Texas strong. Why are you doing that? What's the, what is your purpose for? Well, I think like in the beginning we said, some people don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. So they feel like it's a sense of like, are you I, doing your I'm, part? Yes. It's a sense of I'm doing my part, but what I want to challenge each and every one of you to do is I want to challenge you to take that power back to your home, right? to your own children to your own critical thinking skills. It's fine to say, and we all feel this very deeply right. of the loss of life, just like I feel very deeply of the loss of life every single day that happens via abortion. It is horrific and tragic. Well, yeah, that abortion doctor is going to kill more babies in this month than what happened yesterday. Correct. And that is the but the sad part of the political narrative that surrounds all a lot of, this. of people don't care because about you're going to have politicians. Yes. Take advantage of that conversation. Yeah. No doubt about it. But let's talk about some action pieces here. Okay. So that we leave you guys with some action pieces, which is number one, as I, as I was sharing, this is an opportunity to look at the facts mm -hmm. over emotion. This is an opportunity to understand why, we have the second amendment. Mm -hmm. We have an opportunity to understand. And actually I'll say something that we never may fully understand the reason why somebody does something, no. the reason why tragedy exists, the reason why in some respects, yes, God allows tragedy to happen. We will never be able to answer those questions mm -hmm. until we, we see Jesus in heaven one day. Right. And then we, we will have a deeper understanding of everything. So the, those are the hard, that's the hard piece is that sometimes we just want an answer and we may not be able to get that answer, but we 
we can't allow our emotion to cloud thinking critically. Right. I think also is, is you got to address the warning signs, period. Yes. And, and in most of these cases, these, these mass shootings, even going back to the, the, the uh, marathon bomber in Boston, those two, um, those two brothers, they all have some type of motive. Oh, sure. There's always a motive. Okay. But nobody addresses it until after the event takes place. Well, I mean, think about if the motive, okay. So again, who, who really knows what occurred in his brain? Okay. Right. But, but, but if he's throwing it out there on social media, which most people do these days, yes, on the internet, whatever yes. it might be, it's like, bingo, hang on. Um, you know, Jimmy, there might be an issue with Jimmy. Correct. And, and then what I would ask is why is our answer? Why is society's answer only drugs? Why is society answers? Or why is the answer psychotics, medication, antidepressants, anti-anxiety Because pills? That's, that's, in most cases, people feel that's the only option. Right. Instead of and looking I, at other options. And they, what I want to challenge everyone today is that there are other options. Right. There is other are options. There, are there times where those things might be needed in an emergency? I can't answer that question for people. That's something you have to decide. Right. That's something that you, I would challenge you to find a holistic practitioner that actually listens, right. that actually understands the deeper root causes of why we have an epidemic of mental illness in this country. I would challenge people to look at things outside of the government's going to save me or my pediatrician is here to save me or this prescription is going to save me. It's not ever going to save you. It might be okay in an emergency for that moment because that might be the option right. in that moment. But then what? The it's answer, not... the question is then what? Right. Because well... the ongoing usage of it the the complete ignoring of the factors that are playing into that mental illness it's just going to perpetuate the right. problem mm -hmm. no what are you going to say I cut you off oh, no no it's okay <laughs> <laughs> um so look look at this entire system guys it's just an opportunity to to go deeper it's an opportunity to reclaim your power back to your home to reclaim your mama bear power or your daddy, papa bear power, whatever. It's, it's an opportunity to take that back for your family and your children. And you can do that. Right. You can do that. The minute we outsource that to a government entity or to the medical industrial complex, we're done. Right. We're done. They're not going to save you. Nope. And are we going to have hard times? Yes. Are we going to walk through things with our children? Yes. If we're willing to do that. Right. I think, unfortunately, we have a large portion of people that don't want to do that. Well, you have a large, I don't want to say a large population, but you have parents these days that don't want to parent the, day, the way that they were parented through structure, love, discipline. Um, you know, those are the things. Today it's about having parents and having their children sort of on the equal playing field. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no. And and it's sort of like when I used to coach football, you know, my players would be like, coach, you know, you're so tough, you're this, you're that. You know, I'm like, right, you're not my friend. I said, you want to be my friend? Graduate high school. Because once they came back, they fully understood it now. Mm. It's, you know, now that, I mean, that's just, it's the same thing in parenting. And even, you know, even as I'm older now, I still have respect and re reverence for my parents. I don't want to be their best friends. That's not my, their job to be my best friend. They're my parents. When they give me advice at my age, I have the right to, Mm -hmm. You know, break that advice down and say yes or no. 
Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I, I can relate this a lot to even just the autism conversation I have constantly, um, which is, you know, I, I refer a lot to pitching your camp, pitching your tent in the camp of misery loves company and how it's so much easier to pitch your tent with people who commiserate with you right. instead of push you to become better, right. instead of push you to look deeper, instead of push you to critically think and take that power back. So this mental health conversation is a million percent part of this mass shooting conversation. Mm -hmm. They go hand in hand. Oh, yeah. But I, again, I want to encourage anybody listening that if you're, if you're walking through this, first of all, I commend you for walking through it. Right. I commend you for taking ownership mm -hmm. and not outsourcing that to somebody who does We're not align with maybe your beliefs or your values and who doesn't want the best for your child. They may say that they do, right? but they, in actuality, do they really want the best for your child? Because what is best is you, the parent, seeing it all, mm -hmm. right? And being willing to step into the muck and walk through that muck to have a child that thrives, to have a family that thrives. So if, 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 uh, if somebody is, is in that situation right now of, do I put my child on antidepressants? Do I put my child on anti-anxiety medication? Do I do this? Do I do that? That is very tied to, to big pharma. First, ask yourself, is that what you want? Because with that comes potential side effects, right. comes a potential downside to that. Well, Again, it doesn't mean that that may not be necessary in certain situations for a uh, emergency, mm -hmm. but what happens after that? Well, and I just want you guys to understand and know that there are plenty of options at your fingertips. There are so many. It's changing the lifestyle, changing the food, um, getting with a professional that aligns with your beliefs, right. that wants the same thing for your child to not have them on meds. Because at the end of the day, isn't it better to not be on medication than to be on medication right. unless it's a it's a life-saving emergency? Mm -hmm. Well, I, I mean, I always find it with the medication is that, you know, you have to take this medication for this, but then you have to take a second medication for that medication. And before you know it, you're medicated. I and, mean, wouldn't, and, it, wouldn't it be great if the goal was, number one, this is my ideal, my, my ideal world here. <laughs> which is number one, well checks don't exist. <laughs> There's no well checks. There's no vaccines. Um, there is the, the goal being when you go in for something, if it's an emergency and they ask you those questions, are you on any medication that you get to say no? Right. Cause you know how rare that is? That is so rare today. Mm -hmm. If ever I have to go in for something and I, right. it's not that we go, we literally never go to the doctor, but um, even let's say if it's a facial, right? right. And they ask you, are you on any medication? And you say no. Mm -hmm. And they look at you like, what do you mean you're not on any medication? Because it's so common. Right. But that doesn't make it normal. Mm -hmm. Common is not normal. So the shouldn't should not the goal be that we are providing a life for our children to be as free of that as possible, right. which is going to free their mind as well. Mm-hmm. It's just, I get it. It's not easy. No. Because you're up against one roadblock after another. Mm -hmm. And you got to step into that power of yours. Right. Because you have it. Exactly. It's there. Um, all right. Anything else you want to say about uh, Second Amendment? I mean, other than the fact that when the people are not armed, <laughs> you only have the government. When you are armed, you have yourself. Right. Well, the government is less reluctant to knock on your door. When you have protection. Sure. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a way to keep things in check. You're right. I, I would say this, um, over the next 72 hours, watch how the narrative plays out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just watch. Um, and when you do watch it, put emotions aside and go right to the facts is what they are proposing. Factual is what they are proposing. It also gets really hard to find facts nowadays. Yeah. Because Google won't show you facts. Oh no. So you gotta you guys gotta do your homework. You have to 
I mean, just open the Constitution right. and read it. That's always a good place to start. Um, but, you know, it's a tragedy. It's There's no doubt. I mean, it is a tragedy. But let's root back into facts because it's actually from facts that we we actually can do something mm-hmm. about this instead of through, through emotion. Right. So. All right, guys. Thanks for listening today. Um, we will see you on the next episode. As a reminder, you can um, get much more of this information, more in-depth. Um, if you're interested at all in learning about uh, history from our resident history teacher, A.A. Ron, um, that you can actually use for homeschool lessons too for your kids, uh, go ahead and head to the Warrior Center at thewarriorcenter.com. And that's also where I teach all about natural health, um, really empower you with the tools that you need. And we talk about all of this stuff and we really give you an action plan and help you become more and more empowered every day in your home. Um, so go to thewarriorcenter.com and you can find me on Instagram at thewarriorcenter and Facebook at Jody Meschuk. All right, guys, we will see you later. Hey guys, thanks for joining the episode today. As a reminder, you can connect with me over at thewarriorcenter.com. You can also grab my book, Autism Reimagined, on Amazon, available both Audible, ebook, Spanish, English, and you can also head to therighttorule.com for some freedom gear. Remember this, my friends you are a sovereign human being, and you hold the power, not the government. See you next time.